0: Welcome to the Boss Life with Bonds podcast, hosted by yours truly, Siobhan Bonnie Patterson. From struggling single mom working as a server to successful entrepreneur, master at manifestation, and your mindset mentor, I'm here to help you master your mindset, let go of limiting beliefs that have you settling for less and help you step out of your comfort zone and into your highest, most evolved and abundant version of yourself. Each episode is your personal dose of mindset and manifestation training to help you create a life where you're the boss. And without further ado, Let's get into today's episode. What is up and welcome back to another episode of the Boss Life with Bonds. I'm your host, Coach Bonnie, and I'm so excited to be talking to you guys today about how to level up 101. And the reason why I keep it so vague is because I know that there are women who are either fellow coaches like myself who are trying to level up their business. I know that there are women who are just trying to get out of a very stuck state all around, whether it's their health, whether it's their mindset, whether it's money, finances, relationship. The one thing we all have in common is that we don't like this feeling the way that we feel. We don't like where we are sitting. We don't like the way that life is going, and we know that there is more. And what I want to tell you before I dive in is that, number one, you're not crazy, okay? You are not crazy for wanting more. You are not selfish for wanting more. Your desires come from God. I don't care what your spiritual background is or what your beliefs are. You can call it source, uh, energy, uh, universe, whatever. The creator, the one, the same one that, that, that spoke the earth into existence, the same one that placed the stars in the sky, the same one that filled the oceans with all of its water, that creator, is so divinely connected with you. But when you came down from heaven, however you wanna believe that origin story happened, when you came down from heaven as a spiritual being, you were put in a human body and had a very human experience. And since then, depending on where you were raised, whether it was in poverty or whether it was in abundance, whether you worked in corporate America or whether you worked for mom and pops, every experience that you have had up until now has conditioned you to think, breathe, live, move, understand things in a certain way. And until you wake up and realize that that is not the real you, this is just the product of your environment, you're going to be stuck living out the pattern and living out the lifestyles that you have been crafted and conditioned to live. And you have a very, very powerful role in this. But society, especially as women, especially as women, we have been told that we do not. We have been told that either our dreams are like lavish or that they are fairy tales or that they are all of these things. And one of the things I love so much about this time that we are in right now is that you don't have to look very far to see women living out their dreams abundantly above and beyond what people told them they could. And so today's podcast, a lot of this does come from men. So I don't want this to just be like, oh, only women. Like, no, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to separate anybody. I don't believe in, and, and, and okay, well, Well, we're women, so we don't need men. And I I don't believe in, well, I'm black and we've been oppressed, so I don't want help from white people. I don't believe in that. I don't have time for that. That does not serve the collective. I believe that wisdom can be gleaned from any level, whether someone is before you, beside you, behind you, or whatever. Wisdom is wisdom. And so what I'm going to share with you today is the wisdom that has been shared with me from my mentors, whether they were male or female, but especially from the females who went took their dreams that someone told them was not going to be a reality that someone told them was far fetched and they made it happen. And then some, And so it's because of women like that it is because of women like them that I have been able to continue to step it up and I want to do the same for those of you that are taking your precious time out of your mornings and out of your days to listen to me flap my gums so from the bottom of my heart thank you so much for being here all six of you that are watching live and anyone else that is watching this on the replay drop a hashtag replay for me or anyone that's listening to this on the podcast I'm gonna share with you some nuggets that have really changed my life and you guys if you've listened to me before you know I go off on tangents i do have notes but i still may go off on a tangent so just love me anyways okay guys all right so one of the first things that i want to bring to your attention if you are in a stage or if you are starting your personal development journey, doesn't matter where you are, whether you are a seasoned vet, whether you are a coach, whether you are a light worker or a healer, I don't care where you're at in your journey. This is something that you need to understand in your leveling up or evolution or ascending journey. Number one, proximity. Proximity is power. Proxi- Why can't I spell proximity today? There we go. Proximity equals power. When... I first started my business because it is online. I got comfortable with the idea that I only have to interact with my clients and I only have to interact with other coaches and I only have to interact with people who fit into my bubble. And I thought that, you know, I use it as an excuse for a long time, that I'm just being strategic with my time and, you know, I'm having tunnel vision and that's well and that's good. However, one of my greatest or one of my mentors, my most recent mentors, um, a young girl, she's probably about 27, 28 years old now, but I know that she's either a multimillionaire or a billionaire at this point. And she started her coaching business and she said she wanted it to be very intimate and that she wanted to scale her business. And all of her mentors were like, you have to pick one. You either have very intimate services, one-on-one with people, and you don't really get to scale, but you know, you're, you're happy or you can, make it less intimate and grow that way. And she said, no, I'm gonna do this, watch me. And she did, and I'm a product of her saying, watch me. The reason why I'm sharing this with you though is because she she took a page out of her mentor's books, which is this, you need to be close to people who don't look like you. You need to be close to people who are not in your realm of influence. You need to be close to people who have more experience than you. You need to be close to all kinds of people. I know that since COVID happened, I've noticed this in myself, especially that I shy away from networking events or we just stay to ourselves. And that is something that probably came from COVID because I remember being a lot more sociable and comfortable walking up and just introducing myself. I think a lot of that came from church because I did a lot of outreaches where we would just go knocking on doors and go on mission trips and you just be like, do you know Jesus is your Lord and savior? And it takes a lot of guts to do that. And so I had that in me for the longest time, but I noticed that after COVID, it wasn't there as much and that it, it took a lot out of me to, to, to talk about my business, to pass out my business cards, to try to link up with people, especially those that were higher up than me, to pitch my services, to pitch myself to other people. It made me feel uncomfortable. And you guys already know where this is going. I need that discomfort. You need that discomfort to be challenged because as long as you are not surrounding yourself around people that are more powerful than you, that are more influential than you, that have achieved the things that you have yet to achieve, as long as you're only staying around people that have not surpassed you, you're going to stay where you are. Doesn't matter how smart you are. Doesn't matter how skilled you are because you'll always be that big fish in the little pond and everyone's just praising you on all the things that you do well. Girl, you're killing it. Girl, you're so smart. Girl, you're so this. And so your head's getting all big and you're like, oh my gosh, this is great. I love it here. And if you stay there, just prepare, be prepared to stay there. That's all I'm saying. Like it feels good to be praised. And, and I noticed that in different stages of my life where I get somewhere and all I got was compliments. And I was like, yeah, this ain't right. <laughs> Something's not right. Like even at church, when I was a church leader, I remember one year I would get awards almost every year for my service in the ministry. And I remember one year they gave me a pinnacle award. And I was like, wait, does this mean my time's done? Because this award literally says that I've reached my pinnacle. So this is a problem. And because of the comfort zone that my church provided, And because of the encouragement that I got from them, I didn't want to leave. And I feel like that great upheaval that I talk about so much in my story, that great awakening where I left the church and I cut off everybody, I feel like that needed to happen because if not, I was never going to leave. And I was going to stay in my echo chamber where everyone just reinforced what I already believed about myself or everyone just reinforced how great I was instead of, hey, you need to work on that. And hey, this isn't right. And hey, I wasn't getting challenged because at that point, as far as and this is not me saying I was like the best leader or the best speaker or anything. I definitely was not the best speaker back then. What I am saying is that I was not around people who felt like they could call me on my BS and that is a problem. So sis, the people that you are most closest to, if they're not calling you on your BS, that's a fucking problem. And that is why I'm so like, like, that's why I went back to doing these trainings just in my group. Because I realized that when I would talk about these things, just like on lives, like it would trigger people or activate people. And I need you to understand something, that your mentors, your coaches, the people that are going to call you on your BS, it's supposed to trigger you. It's supposed to activate something in you. Because if it didn't, you would stay exactly where you are. You are the summation of the five people you spend the most time with. Well, Bonnie, all I have is my kids. And so I guess, yeah, I guess you're going to be like a kid. If you're not doing anything else, listening to podcasts, going to women's groups, doing something to challenge yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, occupationally, you need to be finding, way to challenge yourself every like not every I will say every day but you need to be have some kind of like game in place to where you are actively meeting people that are further along than you that will challenge you because if you don't you will look up and you will feel like you are either very behind those that started with you or you're going to feel like you're so behind that there's no way you can catch up so You need to start surrounding yourself around women that are doing better than you. I'm in several Facebook groups or these women's businesses are pulling in multiple six-figure months and I'm just like, okay, okay. And I'm watching and I'm taking notes. Proximity is power, okay? So if the people that you are closest to, the people that are most proximal to you are not going anywhere in their life, they are still just doing the same thing every single weekend, working just to get to the weekend, pack, don't even pack your bags, pitch a tent, Get real comfortable because that's what the rest of your life is going to look like if you don't get aware of the people that you are surrounding yourself with. So number one, proximity is power. Watch your circle, fill it with people that are going to challenge you. And if you don't have people like that in your life, there are Facebook groups, there are networking groups, there are all kinds of meetups and stuff. There's apps. There's no reason for you to not be able to find them. And if you're not able to find them, I want you to ask yourself, this is called shadow work. I want you to ask yourself, which part of you is having a hard time seeing you as this woman that is able to do these kind of things. We're not going to stay there for too long because I will pop off. Um, oh, snap. I need to even get to my main points on this. I'll be real brief with this. Proximity. In the last month, We're in March. In the last two months, I uh, have a self-appointed mentor who saw me, took me under his wing, and has been grilling me. The video I posted in this group of me crying while I was lifting weights was because he had made me confront my shadow that week, and it was embarrassing, and it was painful. And usually what I do with my clients is a little more gentle. Like I nudge them and I ask them questions and I give them prompts and workbooks and meditations. He just hit me with the bam, 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 bam. And it was like, ow, ow, pride, ouch, ew, ow ah, ah, ding! was not ready for that. And he's like, I don't care. It's time for you to grow up. And so if you don't have people like that that are willing to put you in front of people that make you feel inferior, and then when you're done, tell you how you did in front of them, (laughs) you don't have people like that pushing you out of your comfort zone, it's gonna be very hard to get to the next stage of achievement in your life. So proximity is power. Also, I go to Toastmasters for that reason. Everybody in there, at least at my chapter, business owners entrepreneurs, people that have worked with Tony Robbins, people that are making $10,000 per speech. Why am I there? So that I can learn. If you're not doing that, sis, don't wonder why your life looks the way it is because it's going to look like the people you surround yourself with. Number two, do your fucking homework. Do your homework. I cannot tell you if you're a little older and you're like, what is this? You are a short for your HW's homework. Do your homework. What do I mean by that? Okay, we all have gotten the DM from coaches. That's why I don't try to like spam y'all. I may be like, hey, welcome to my group. What's up? How can I help you? And then I'll leave it at that. I'm not going to be pitching you. You know what I have to offer. You know how it comes. And I daily put out stuff to showcase what I can do and what levels I can take you to. I don't need to spam you. But we do have people who still cold DM as a way to drive sales for their business. And it's usually, I've, I've gotten one lady that messaged me and was like, hey, where are you from? Guys, I don't know if you know this, but in Facebook Messenger, when you're messaging someone, whether you're friends or not, their picture is there. And it says across the top, lives in Winter Park, Florida. So when this woman messaged me and said, hey, where are you from? And I was like, well, it says I'm from Winter Park right there. I was like, did you want to? I I don't know what else I asked her. And she's like, well, you ain't got to be rude. And she started getting all in her feelings. And I'm like, all right. So first of all. good luck to you and your business, talking to people like that, you reached out to me. But second of all, the reason why I'm mentioning this, even if you're a client reaching out to me, I've had women reach out to me and ask me, you know, do you charge for your services? I'm not trying to be an asshole, but if you took two seconds to look at the page, you would see that this is clearly my business and my sole source of income. There's no way that I would be running a business if I didn't charge any money. Those things would have been easy to spot if they had taken two seconds to investigate. Before I message anyone, I look at their profile and I'm like, would this woman, do I think that this woman would fit well in my community? Does this woman seem like someone who may in the near future want to hear my podcast and learn and grow from it? Do we seem like a good fit? I look through, I make sure, and and I do that. Just do your homework, guys. You could save yourself so much time and so much heartache and so much embarrassment if you would just take the time to reach out and figure out who you're getting involved with. I'm gonna give you another example. I like lifting weights. Anyone who spent a half a second on any of my profiles, whether it is my personal profile, my business coaching profile, or my strictly fitness business page, you will see Bonnie likes to lift weights. So if you were to sign up with me as a coach and I give you gym workouts and you realize, hey, I don't really like the gym and you're struggling for like the the whole time we're together because you have gym anxiety, sweetheart, this all, you didn't have to go through this. Your research would have told you, Bonnie doesn't fuck around. Bonnie is a savage. Bonnie's going to give me gym workouts. Bonnie's going to push me. So if you don't want to be pushed, if you don't want to go to the gym, then you should probably find one of these women doing at home workouts and stuff, which I used to do. I used to do Zoom workouts with my ladies. But if you were looking for someone that was going to be a good fit for you, it would make sense to do your homework and research. Another story that makes me a little sad, but this is what happens when you don't do your research. One of my close friends, as soon as she realized she wanted to get into the coaching field, she hired a high ticket coach. And this coach, shortly into her program, she realized that they were not a good fit. I also realized they were not a good fit from looking at their profiles and seeing this person does this type of work. She wants to do this type of work, but she chose her. So I I guess it's going to go well. Turns out they were not a good fit at all and it didn't end very well. But had she taken just a little bit of time to research and see that this is not the type of coach she needed, she could have saved herself. And I'm telling you guys this because sometimes when you are on your journey to success, whatever that looks like for you, you're gonna need to invest in yourself. And if you think that you're going to work on yourself and level up and do all these things by books, As much as I love books, my room is covered in books, by the way. But if you think that books alone are going to help you, boo-boo, you're bugging out, okay? You can read one page of a book and put it down and never pick it back up, especially since it costs less than $20 or less than $30. You have no skin in the game. There's no accountability. Nobody's there to make sure that you do it. And so if you're one of those that's like, well, I'll just read books and take free courses, you're as long as you're growing like you should, eventually you're going to realize, okay, I need to enlist the help of mentors or other successful women or an actual coach that's going to give me the cheat codes so I don't spend years in this place trying to figure out how this works. And someone that's also going to hold me accountable and continue to guide me as I grow because this is why you have a coach, because you're not going to say the same. Within a few months time, if you're diligent and do the work, your life, your mindset can change drastically. And at that point, now you're going to need someone else to help you sustain the success. So you don't have imposter syndrome, self-sabotage, and end up right back where you were before. Okay. So do your homework before I ever hire a coach. Let me tell you like this, the, every time that I call a coach and I'm putting down a deposit for however much money they cost, Good God, I've spent so much money on coaching. But when I do it, I'm ready. They don't have to talk me into it. We get on the phone, we do the consultation. At the end, they say, this is how much it is for our program. I say, where do I sign? Where do you need my card information? Why? Because I've done my research and I trust and I believe and I know that this person can help me get the results I want. So for those of you that tend to go back and forth on your decisions, do your homework. And then you can move forward and make very scary decisions with confidence because you've done your homework. Number three, set your intentions or goals. I don't like to use the word goals too much. I mean, I do, but when it comes to manifestations and tapping into our feminine energy to attract what we want in life, I like the word intentions a lot better, and I'll, I'll explain why in just a minute, but for all intents and purposes... Set intentions and goals. Why is that so important? Because if your mind cannot conceive it, you will never achieve it. If you cannot see something coming to fruition, your brain will not allow it to come to fruition. Your brain, now I'm about to get a little woo-woo. I'm going to try to keep it like practical for you guys, but I'm going to get a little woo-woo. Your brain's job is to help you survive. Your 2,000 year old human brain or however long, no, not 2,000. I don't know how long humans have existed. I grew up Christian. Okay. The world started and stopped. Jesus. I'm just kidding. But no, your hundred thousand year old human brain is hardwired for survival. So what does that mean? That means that when you do try to level up or step out of your comfort zone or step out of your bubble or the conditioning, if you've been here since the beginning of the video or this podcast, your conditioning, your brain is not set up to make you take leaps. That is your soul that does that. That is your that is your spirit, the part of you that wants to fly and soar and do all of the wonderful things. That's your spirit, okay? Your brain on the other hand is like, must pay bills, must do this, no, 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 don't, don't, don't do this. That is so scary, that is so scary. And because your brain is hardwired for survival, it equates scary things with death because that was a defense mechanism. That's what helped keep us alive. And so for those of you, That like to dream small because you think that like I used to, it's easier for your brain to wrap around the concept of this small goal. And I support that to an extent. I support that to an extent. And here's why. If you set small goals that mean nothing to you, matter of fact, let me tie in this, this, uh, post I made the other day. It said information that is retained without or information without emotion is rarely ever attained well. Meaning, if you are sitting in class and you're just learning like this and you're doing math and this and that, the reason why it doesn't, some people can hear stuff and it sit is because there's emotion behind it. They either really enjoyed it or they're really excited to learn it or they are just people that are hardwired to do that. But the majority of us don't learn if there's no type of emotion attached to it. And that is why I speak with such passion and that is why sometimes every now and then I'll throw out some profanity to catch your attention. Because you'll remember that Bonnie said she gives a fuck about you more than you, Remember, Bonnie says she cares about you. So when you're setting these small ass goals that don't get you excited, that don't elicit any emotion, let me give you an idea of some small goals (sighs) or that ones that aren't exciting. Hit my 5,000 steps today. Unless you went through a period where you could not walk, and walking is a great achievement for you. A 5,000 day, a 5,000 step goal a day will not get you excited. I'm just using that as an example. And so you'll be less likely to go out of your way to achieve it because it doesn't excite you. And so then you won't achieve it. And then because it's such a small goal, you'll be like, Oh my God, I can't like, Oh my God, I can't even do 5,000 steps. Oh my God, I'm so horrible. I'm so fat. I'm so lazy. And you see how that starts on the other hand. On the other hand, when you open your eyes and, and you take off the blinders and you take off all of the preconceived ideas of who you are and who you are meant to be, right? Just a mom, just a waitress, just a manager, just a bookkeeper, um, just a desk job lady, whatever, whatever you identify as with the word just in front of. When you can take that just out of the way, when you can strip your titles out of the way and see yourself as this celestial, spiritual, highly uh, powerful co-author, co- co-creator of your life. When you can see yourself as the person that can literally make whatever she can conceive in her head come to fruition, now it's a whole new ball game. So now when I wake up in the morning, my goal isn't just like, okay, let me try to hit my 5,000 steps. It's like, yo, let me smash that goal because I know that when I am fit and I'm moving and I'm active, I have more energy. And When I have more energy, it's tied to those goals on the board, which are to have the number one personal development platform for women. And I can't have that if I'm not making sure that my shit is on point so that women can see they can do it too. Do you see the difference now between me having a small goal and then having a big goal? You can have small goals that lead up to the big goal, but if you don't have a vision, I should just, Here we go, intention, goals, vision. You need to have a vision for your life, ladies, because you guys that are in not happy situations, you hate your job, you're overweight, you're in chronic pain, you have chronic health issues, you're in an unhappy marriage, whatever the situation is, you're working an unfulfilling job, here's the thing, you will stay there unless you have a vision of where you wanna go. You can't just be driving around in this beat down car. Let's say the beat down car is your your current life, your current situation. You can't just be driving around in this beat down car and expect to end up in freaking Hollywood on the top of the hills when you have no idea how to get there or that that's where you wanted to go. So I want you to get real with yourself and ask, what do I want my life to look like in the next year, in the next five years? I know that that's hard to grasp when you've been living in survival mode for so long, because if I were to ask many of you right now, what do you want from your life? Depending on where you're at in your life, it's going to sound something basic like I just want to be happy. I love that for you, I really do. That's where I started. But I need you to put your big girl pants on and get crystal clear about what happy means to you. Does happy mean a weight or does happy mean how you feel in your clothes? Does happy mean a dollar amount in the bank account? Does happy mean knowing that you are helping people in some kind of way, making an impact, fulfilling your calling? Are you happy because you're, your your you uh, Lord, I lost my train of thought. Are you happy because you are fulfilled in your life What is happiness? Are you happy because you finally stood up for yourself and took your life back? Get clear about what happy is. Get very clear about what happiness and success is because then you'll be able to set intentions like those five or 10,000 steps that align with your vision. But even the Bible says without a vision the people will perish. Set your intentions, set your goals. These things don't happen by accident, guys. This does not happen by accident. Before I move on to my last point, I want to share with you guys something. The program that I'm running right now, it's in its beta phase, it's going to relaunch again. It's my first group coaching program ever. I love it. It's called the Boss Life Blueprint. And what we're doing in there is one, I am going deep into some of your subconscious blocks. We are going deep. The first module is all about mindset and rewiring and how you got this way. The second second module, we go deep into inner child work and healing, deep into shadow work, into your limiting beliefs, helping you reframe how you view life, how you view yourself and teaching you to do this daily because it's not a one and done thing. The third module, we go into spirituality and then we start talking about how your spirit, what it does, what your highest self is capable of, what divine feminine and divine masculine energy looks like, how you can manifest things. Um, So many great, oh, human design, all of these wonderful things. We get into the soul of you. And in module four, I teach you how to write out something that helped me change my life last year. One of my business coaches had us create this document where we outlined all of the goals, all of the habits, all of the beliefs, all of the things that we wanted for our life. Basically, if you were writing the story of your life, you filled it in with detail, with pictures and with everything, and we would go over this very often. And it's crazy because I look up now and I'm like, yo, I have been reading that out loud to myself every day for the past year and that's done. That came to fruition, that happened, that's happening. Holy crap, it's happening because I set a vision and from that vision, I started to have intentions and goals that lined up with it. Set your vision, guys. Number four: <laughs> habits of highly successful women or leveling up 101. I'm gonna take a sip of this energy drink that I never did. For those of you that have been here listening, um, I appreciate you. If you're getting value from this, drop a drop. Drop any key takeaways that you guys are getting from this right now, or some fire emojis in the comments if you're getting value from this. Number four. You need to prioritize your health. One of the reasons why I'm so adamant about not giving women crash diets that they're just gonna have to do another diet from aside from the fact that it destroys your metabolism and your your willpower because you feel like a failure when you're not a failure it's just you don't understand how this works but you you jump on any shiny object that promises you instant results because you haven't learned how to tame yourself and the only thing that you seek is instant gratification because any kind of gratification that has to be delayed you don't know how to handle because you've been in so much pain and delayed gratification to you sounds like more pain so you'd rather take that quick fix because at least it's promising you something good now even if it'll hurt you later you got to grow out of that sweetheart anywho your health. When I worked it um, the last serving job that I had in City Walk. we had a lot of female GMs and a lot of female bosses and I just I remember being so um, blown away by how beautiful they would show up to work this shitty ass job. I mean, it was a great restaurant, sure. Like anyone that's worked in a restaurant knows it's not, especially in the theme parks, you know that it is all show. It is a literal shit show every day. But these women would come with their hair done, their nails done, super prim, proper, and savage as fuck. They would come to me in my face and smile and be like, did you mess up again, Bonnie? Well, that's great. That's fine, just I need you to understand that, like the way they would talk to me was so condescending, but yet so polite and they'd be so pretty and made up that I was like, I don't know whether I'm turned on or I want to punch you in the face, but I am intrigued. (laughs) So these women, I would watch them and they're all clawing their way to the top, trying to become the next GM, trying to become the next executive, trying to be the next person to move out of the restaurant shit show and above the restaurants in City Walk. And this was such a goal for them that I literally watched them sacrifice their health. And I don't just mean their mental health, I meant their physical health. As I was on my way out of the restaurant industry, I would, I was, you know, that was when I was working and I'd have my water, I'd have my snacks, I'd have my Greek yogurt, I'd have my protein bars, I'd have everything because once I got in good health, that same job that used to mentally and emotionally like break me, now that my health was in order, I could go in there, I could work out in the morning, go work a 12, 13 hour shift, get off of work and still have energy and be like, what's good? Are we going for drinks? Does anyone wanna work out? Because my health was in such good shape, I had sustainable Energy, but these women who I was looking up to, I would come up to them, even though they were not very, in my opinion, just being real, they were not great leaders. They were businesswomen who knew who knew how to talk and knew how to handle themselves in a way that I didn't know how yet. So that is why I was intrigued by them. But as far as leadership, oh fuck that! I surpassed them on any level. They were horrible leaders because they were selfish and they didn't care about their staff. They cared about getting ahead. And sometimes you have to figure out which one is more important to you. I don't want to have to do that. I want to model myself after the mentor I told you about who when they told her you can't do that. She said, watch me. That's me. I'm going to be a great leader and I'm going to rise and I'm going to care more about the people that I serve than my bank account because that's fucking selfish. Sorry, I get heated. Anywho. So I would watch these women and I'd be like, hey, when's the last time you had some water? You look dehydrated. And they have their headset on, talking to the bussers, talking to the, the chefs, talking to everyone. There's someone in their ear for 13 hours. I couldn't imagine it. The level of stress you're putting your body through. You've got a restaurant that has four floors and can have up to a thousand people in it. I'd watch these women run themselves into the ground and be like, have you had any water today? No, Bonnie, I can't drink water because if I drink water, then I have to pee. And if I have to pee, that means I leave the floor. And if I leave the floor, everything will go wrong. I can't drink water. I can't leave the floor. And I just looked at them and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I wouldn't, ne- how much are they paying you? So I'm pretty sure in my business, in year two of my business last year, I surpassed what you're making here and I don't work as much as you do. What are they doing? Anywho, hindsight. But I watched them do that and that was a red flag for me when they said they can't stop working to drink water. So then I was like, well, what did you eat today? I had three double shots of espresso and I munched on some fries. i got to go, Bonnie. And I was just like, oh my God, what, what in the, and here I am bouncing, singing, happy about life, hydrated, got all my carbs, fats, and proteins fuel in my body. My body is like a freaking machine because I lift weights and I'm just, I'm just feeling good. And I'm watching these women in high heels with no water and no food, only caffeine (laughs) run themselves into the ground. And when I tell you, they told me stories about being in, in corporate lunches, (laughs) And one of them damn near had a stroke where they were talking to her and she could she could hear them, but she couldn't respond. And she said it just felt like silence in her ears at some point, and she had to be taken out and a gurney. And then she came back to work a couple of days later limping. And the other one, the same thing. I remember watching them limp around the restaurant. I can't take a day off, I can't take a day off, because they're so focused on, they had goals, they had a vision, but these goals and visions were shitty, right? If it if it costs you your health, and I don't mean short-term stints like, okay, I got to stay up and work late or I got to wake early and you know maybe every day I don't hit my water. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about to the point where you physically are limping around a restaurant or where you say that you cannot do something because it will hinder you doing your job well. Neither one of those ladies work for that restaurant or that company anymore. Just a heads up. If something is taking precedence over your mental or physical health. I want you to know one's going to ask out long. Yeah, One's going to outlive the other one. Which will it be? It won't be your health. You can't have both. You can't run your body and your mind into the ground and still be successful. One's going to snap. So which one will it be, sis? You can either fuel your body now the way that it needs, either through rest, through hydration, through fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and lean protein. Or you can, I'm hard, I'm gonna go hard in the pain, I'm not gonna eat, I'm not gonna do this. And then watch that whole bullshit ass ideal life like just crumble before your eyes. Pick one. I'm not even gonna go too deep into that because you guys know I'm a fitness coach, you know I'm a nutrition coach. I could talk about that stuff for hours, but you need to prioritize your health. Because if you don't, you know those periods where you get sick and you're sick for days and you're like, this never happens? It's because your body's shutting down, it's protesting. Okay. You can't drive your empty ass tank across the whole US with nothing in it. And that's what you do to your body when you don't take care of it, ladies. Drink your water, sleep, eat, move, get up and walk around. Get a standing desk like mine. You can get them on Amazon. It's literally like maybe less than $30 and it can go up and down to different heights. Get up, move, take care of your body, breathe, rest, all these things, but you cannot neglect your health and still be successful because it's only a matter of time before one gives out on you, okay? (sighs) Number six. So we have number six, just kidding. Number five. Resilience. Or as I like to call it, try the fuck again. Bonnie, why are you cursing so much? We've already talked about this. This the reason why this one is so passionate to me is because I've seen so many women start businesses or start endeavors. And in the first three months, they're not like seeing the success that they see others supposedly have in three months, so they give up. Or I, I right now, I remember I was going to look through business coaches who were reaching out to me last year because I really liked their content, but I was already working with a business coach. And I was like, let me see what this lady's up to. She hasn't posted in a year. I'm assuming her business didn't go the way that she wanted to, so now she stopped. Maybe something great happened for her. I don't know. But I see all too often people start stuff, whether it's a diet whether it is a, a, a mental health journey, whatever it is. We start it and then because it doesn't accelerate as fast or in the time frame that we want it to, we give up. We give up on ourselves. Ladies, oh, you can't see that, it says resilience. <laughs> I need you to understand something. All of these overnight successes that you see, they're usually not overnight successes. There's things happening in the background, in people's lives and in people's journeys that you can't see. This time next year, people will be calling me an overnight success. And I'm like, oh, I went live every day for almost a year. I did 19 lives a week. I No, 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 no. This is not an overnight success. And I need you to understand that. Because sometimes we look on social media and we're just assuming like, well, it's easy for them. It's easy for them. And so if I can't do it, there's something wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with you. You just have this thing about you that you give up so easily well this didn't work out the way I wanted to so I'm never trying again I didn't lose all the weight in the amount of time I wanted to so I'm never trying again I didn't like this diet so I'm never trying again I tried it for three weeks and nothing happened so I'm never trying it again Boo boo! if you're gonna be successful make it to the next level of anything you gotta learn some resilience because that whole giving up when things don't go your way is childish that's really childish that's little girl stuff women don't play those games you know what we do with our failures we're okay so that didn't work scrap that idea next okay that didn't work what didn't work why didn't it work did I do everything Everything that I was supposed to do and it still didn't work. Okay, so maybe that was not the route for me, but you need to be obs- assessing your failures as opposed to stressing about your failures. Oh, that's one. <laughs> Assess your failures, don't stress them. Assess, don't stress your failures. All right, moving right along. Promise, I'm almost done. <laughs> Next up, be proactive with your healing. Be proactive with what's going on. What does that mean? Remember how I said every coach that I've worked with, I have done my homework on them to see whether or not they're going to be the kind of coach that's going to be able to help me. And I also reached out to them. I don't think I think there's only one coach who I hired because they reached out to me and they were super persistent, but really nice about it. But I'm proactive with my healing. If I know that I wake, that I woke up this morning and I'm feeling like I hate everybody, that means I probably need to work on some gratitude because I'm not expressing gratitude for something and I'm getting bitter about something. Or that may mean I need to look at, am I in alignment right now? Is where I'm at in my business and in my life and alignment with who I want to be. There is a reason why I'm feeling this way. So I need to figure out the problem. What a lot of people do is they wake up. They're not feeling good about themselves, so they're like, well, I'm gonna go back to sleep. Or they wake up and they're like, yeah, I don't feel good, so I'm not gonna go work work out. They wake up and they just, oh, well, today I was late to take my kid to school, so I'm not gonna do my morning routine or I'm not gonna go to the gym. If you are waiting for the day when you, for the the day, week, month or year in your life where you just wake up filled with energy every single day, ready to do the job, you're insane. If you're waiting for the day where you wake up and you're always happy and ready to go and everything makes sense, you will be extremely disappointed. I need you to understand that this is a very active, you, you need to be very active in this process. Okay, this is not something that someone's going to show up at your door knocking, even if I'm your coach. you. got A lot of people think when they hire a coach, that means every single day they're going to wake up to a text from their coach saying to go work out. Boo-boo, I got better things to do. Okay, I'm here to give you the tools, the support and the system. If you don't want to do your check-in, that's your fault. If you don't want to go work out, that's your fault. I will provide you with the motivation. I'm here if you need to talk to me, but stop waiting for other people to get you out of bed. Stop waiting for me to reach out and be like, hey, are you ready to work with me? Part of you like standing up for yourself is being proactive in the things that you want and that you need in your life. Be proactive with your healing. Don't wait until something goes wrong. And your healing could be your health. Be proactive with your health. Don't wait until the doctor says, hey, you need to walk more because your feet are swollen. Don't wait until someone is like, until you realize, hey, I'm in negatives. My business isn't growing. Maybe I should reach out to Bonnie to help me with my mindset because she's done an amazing job with her business. Don't wait until it gets to that point. Guys, be proactive. Successful women are proactive. They don't wait till the shit hits the fan. They are throwing the shit at the fan, okay? Get up, and we're almost done here. I'm looking. I'm like, all right, I got two more things. Next one: seek coaches and mentors. I've already said that with being proactive, but just in case anyone doesn't get that, I've done a um, been doing a lot of research and looking at economic trends, and coaches and mentors for a while were something that people saw as a luxury. If you had a personal trainer, oh, you got money. If you you know had a life coach, oh, you got money. But now it's becoming something that's like, this is what this is what it is. Like everyone has a coach or a mentor or people. Okay, or they're only for athletes or they're only for singers or only for people. No, it's going to be a thing. And so if you are smart, you might want to start looking into that soon. And these can be free mentors. Like I said, if you go to these places where you're going to networking events and places where you're surrounded with other successful people, you may find someone who sees the potential in you because that's what you need. You need someone that's going to see you as you truly are, not as where you have been and how you feel now, which leads me to point number eight. And I'm wrapping it up with this embodiment. Most of you guys know I changed my company from body by bonds to mind and body because I'm going to help you master your mindset and I'm going to help you embody the version of you that you are working towards. If you want to be something fit, healthy, sexy, confident, successful, whatever. If you want to be something, you have to embody that now. That is a very hard concept for people to grasp, especially, uh, I I struggled with this. My coach used to say, how would Bonnie making $10,000 a month, how would she carry herself? I was like, I don't fucking know. I've never made $10,000 a month. This is stupid. But I had to think about it and I looked at my life and I was like, dang, if I was making $10,000 a month, my house would be clean. Why would my house be clean? I'll pay somebody to clean my house. Why don't you clean your house now and walk around the house like a rich bitch with a clean house? I'm like, I'll do that. Got into my car, looked how it looked like a soccer mom's car, and I was like, would Rich Rich Bonnie be in here with these rappers and all this stuff in her car? No, why not? Because she's not stressing a $10 vacuum or a $20 car wash. You right, so I started doing that. And the more I started to do things that the future Bonnie would, and it doesn't always have to be spending money, it can just be the mindset, things started to shift. When I moved back home to build my business last year with my mom, and there were seven of us in the house, um, I remember being very selfish with my food like this is for me and my kids and that's for my sister and her kids and being just really scarce in mindset and looking back now I'm so embarrassed with that behavior because I'm like seriously like the can of beans is like a dollar I was living in scarcity I wasn't living as someone who was in abundance so when I started to be like when people would eat stuff that was mine it's like okay I'll just buy another one because I'm, I'm making I'm successful I'm making money and the more that I started to think like that version of myself, the more I started to act like her. And guess what? And the more I started to act like her, the more I started to attract people who are in alignment with that version of me. The majority of people stay stuck where they are because they continue to act like the version of them that is in the past. And they continue to act like the less evolved version of themselves. And guess what happens there? You attract more of that. I'm gonna share this story with you guys because I feel like some of you ladies can relate with this and we're gonna wrap it up. I, I tend to have a type and I've noticed that like what they look like, how they behave and how they act is pretty similar. And it just hit me. And I was at the gym the other day and there was this dude that always finds a way to like park next to me or close to me or work out in the same area I'm in. Even if he's not doing the same stuff, like I could be doing legs and he could be doing arms, but he will find his way to a leg machine near me. I could be doing arms, he could be doing legs and he will magically find his way to a machine that is near me valentine's day he made sure to run outside and hold the door open for me and say happy valentine's day how sweet and i recently put my boyfriend on a break because i noticed that i do very well when i'm not stressed out and he's stressing me out so he's getting put on a break he's getting put on a timeout i told him you either level up and keep up with me or i gotta keep going that's one of the things i wrote in my 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 uh my, my, my blueprint, my manifesto for myself, the thing that I'm helping people create right now in the boss life blueprint and my boss life blueprint, I wrote, Bonnie has empathy and Bonnie is gracious, but she won't hesitate to cut out someone that is keeping her from fulfilling her purpose. It's just what it is. I believe in my calling and I believe that it is to help so many women, thousands, if not millions of women around the world. And if that could be put down or hindered because of one relationship, you gotta go. <laughs> so moving right along. <laughs> Sitting in my, like I I looked over the other day and I noticed his car was beside mine again. Had a stack of my business cards. I was gonna write my, my number's already on it. So I was gonna write him a little note, like, hey gym friend, put it on his card. And then I sat there and I thought about it. And I was like, Bonnie, he's just like all the other guys you dated. There's nothing wrong with him. He's not, you know, he's not decent looking guy. He works out. That's a plus. He's got great arms. This is now. I was like, but is that what you want? I'm like, no. I'm like, you know what you want, don't you? I'm like, I do. I've been very clear in my manifestations in my journaling and my visualizations about the kind of relationship that I want, the kind of man that I want to be with. I was like, is that him? And I was like, no. I was like, so why would you align yourself with that? So I want to ask you guys that. Every time you're hanging out with people that don't represent the future you or you want to be, Every time you know that there's uh, something that you could look deeper into and research and find out for yourself, but you'd rather keep scrolling aimlessly on social media. Every time you refuse to dream big or set intentions or have a vision because you're scared. Every time you put your health on the back burner because either you just don't know how or you don't have any resilience to keep fighting. Every time that you sit around and you wait to be reactive and wait till things go bad to make changes. Every time that you refuse to seek out health, wise counsel, uh, mentors or coaches. And every time that you choose to embody the past version of you that is not in alignment with who you want to be, you are pushing that future you, that future life that you could be having further and further away. So ladies, I want you to be real with yourself. What would your life look like if you start surrounding yourself with better people? What would your life look like if you start putting yourself in situations where you were forced to go? What would your life look like if you put your health first and you persevered through the rough seasons with your children? What would your life look like if you had an actual vision instead of, I just want to be happy? What would your life look like if all of these things came together for you? I got a, I got a hint for you guys. It would look beautiful. It would, It would be wonderful. You would feel successful. You would feel achieved. Notice I didn't talk about money on here. Money is not the measure of success. Your quality of life is based off of how you feel. So I want you to ask yourself, how would I feel if I was doing these things? How would my life be different? Can I do that? Is that attainable for me? Can I start? And if you don't know how, that's literally why I've been making courses for you ladies. I've been making courses for women who are wanting to work on themselves. I have six-week challenges. I have fitness, monthly fitness programs. I have one-on-one life coaching. I have courses on self-love. I have courses on spirituality, manifestation, and abundance. I have courses on for people that are trying to really like uproot their negative programming, their limiting beliefs, and rewire their mindset so that they can be their highest self. That's what the Boss Life Blueprint is. And it's not just me. There's so many resources out there for you. So what are you going to do with them? Are you gonna continue to watch and just and just like nod your head like, oh, that's good, and then go back to your regular world? Or are you gonna boss the fuck up, like the name of this group says? Choice is yours. And that's it, guys. That's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. If you got some value from today's show, do me a favor and scroll down to the bottom on iTunes and write me a review or leave stars. Or go ahead and screenshot it and post it to your story and tag me on Instagram at Coach Bonds. I would love to hear any feedback on how these podcasts are helping you or just let me know if you've been listening forever. I would love to shout you out and thank you for your support. Guys, I want to continue to equip, equip and empower you so that you can rise up and become the woman that you know that you are meant to be. I love you and I hope you guys have the best day of your entire lives and I will see you next time.